Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And tonight we got a little week 10 review, go over some of the top performers of the day. And actually, man, it was kind of a weird day in the NFL, I would say. I mean, you got... Look, Dallas just beat Philly. Patriots lost to Tennessee. I mean, Cleveland beats Atlanta. Just kind of uh, interesting. The Buffalo, geez, putting up 41 points. What the heck did that come from? Didn't that, that one bothers me, actually. I played the Jets D in a couple different leagues. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they found something with Barkley, actually. But I, I highly doubt it. I, I hope. It is. It was a, a very weird one, and it led to a lot of uh, feast or famine for for fantasy players. Um, you've seen it. I mean, you're either you scored a unbelievable amount of points this week, or you're a few of the teams that you know <laughs> really really struggled. It, it was a very like interesting week. Yeah. So we'll just we'll just go through some of the top guys here. We'll start with running backs, and Nick Chubb ended up being the top standard scoring running back for the week. With 176 yards rushing, 33 receiving, caught a touchdown and ran in a touchdown. One was that 92-yard touchdown run, which definitely boosted his day, but 32.9 in standard. And this is one of the reasons we talked this guy up in the preseason. We knew if he got a shot, he'd be pretty good. And since he's become the guy here the last four weeks, he's been pretty good. This is even better than normal. Yeah, well, I mean, what's not to like? You look at the amount of times they're giving him the ball. They haven't shied away from what they were doing with Hyde. You know, 18 or above carries in the last four games. Uh, with with that kind of, you know, output, you, there's no doubt he's going to put some points up on the board. Yeah, and it should, he has a whole bye week coming up. But then, you know, his schedule's decent. It's nothing crazy. He should continue to do this. And, you know, Cleveland's a better team than they were before, that's for sure. David Johnson actually made his way up on the list again, 30.3, and he ran the ball 21 times for 98 yards a touchdown, caught seven balls for 85 and a touchdown. And I think the offensive coordinator change has been huge for him, and they're looking to get him the ball now receiving. This was, I mean, Kansas City, though, I guess, hasn't been the greatest defensive team this year. They're, you know, they've been, their offense has been amazing, but defensively, they haven't really been. Um, been very good, I would say that. They were actually probably one of the worst against running backs. So we should have expected a good game from David Johnson, but it's at least encouraging, I would say, for Johnson owners. Coming up, he has Oakland, the Chargers, Green Bay, Detroit, Atlanta. It's a pretty decent schedule for him. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> once again, yeah, there's not a whole lot more you can say. Uh, you know, you were hoping that the coaching change was going to help. It did. Uh, you know, he runs the ball well. He he catches it well. You know, he. I mean, the the fact is, moving down, do you feel like he is going to be in the position with that offense to be able to get in the end zone? Which you know, down the playoff run, you absolutely need. You know, someone that can get in the end zone. He can't just rely on yards the whole time. Um, that'll be the big question. But um, if if today answered anything, uh, you know, that is definitely going to be in the realm of possibility. And then Aaron Jones is the next guy on the list. Finally, you know, 29.2 in standard 50, still only 15 carries. Still not getting the 20 some carries, but turned it into 145 yards and two touchdowns. Another reason we've been hyping this guy up in these last three weeks, he's had 12 carries for 86 yards and a touchdown. 
Then he went 14 for 75 and then 15 for 145. He's a, he's good. Again, I mean, I just feel like if he got 20 some carries a game, he'd be up here every time. Yeah. And I mean, do you think that they're going to, after a monster game like this, everyone will speculate that Green Bay is going to give him a few more touches. Do you think he's still going to kind of shift around this 12 to 15 touches or do you think he has a shot at 20? You know, I think this might just be where he's at, but it's not even that they're going anywhere else. I feel at this point, it's just, this is how they're, you know, running the offense. They don't, I mean, he had the 15 after that, Jamal Williams had three carries. That's it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, I guess has six, but you know, it's different. Yeah. They only ran the ball 18 times then. And he had 15 of the 18. He's getting the majority of them. So it's just going to depend on the game. And if he's going to get more carries or not, but he's going to get the majority of them for the team. Just, they don't really run the ball a lot. And like they say, they threw it here. Tw- not even a lot either. It's just an interesting game. Only 19 to 28 for Rodgers. So maybe one of those, but Jones is good. And I wouldn't, he- you don't hesitate putting him in your lineup anymore. I no, definitely not. You actually had him against me in a league. I did. Yeah. Well, a, it doesn't look like that's going to turn out well for me anyway. But. We'll see. I, I need. I need basically. T- I need two yards from George Kittle tomorrow night. That's it. Yeah. Just two. I put up a lot of lot of points in all of my leagues this week, but uh, you know, I think I'm still going to miss on two of the victories. Yeah. I mean, we're going to end up the top two scores in our. Well, be there actually one other team beat us out, but other, either than that, we'll either be first and third or second and third this week. So, and you're going to get a, one of us will lose being the third best. It's always a disappointing feeling. Yeah, isn't that the way the cookie crumbles, if you will? <laughs> but um, yeah. Speaking of people coming back, <laughs> uh, everyone you know freaking out about Mark Ingram. Elvin Kamara had another good game, 22 points. But Mark Ingram, yeah, same thing. 22.2, so. the same as Kamara. And their carries are pretty much the same. 13 for Ingram, 12 for Kamara, but. Ingram actually got a couple catches, turned one into a touchdown. He looked pretty decent, and they just rolled over Cincinnati. It, I don't. He's never going to probably get much more than thirteen carries a game, kind of thing. But you know, that's some weeks it's going to turn into something. Others, it's not though. That's the problem with Ingram. You don't quite know which week will be which, and yeah, it's probably. I don't know. I think you start him if you don't have any other better options, which I'm in one of those positions where I don't. And not, I mean, a lot of people don't have better options than Mark Ingram with the way the running backs are this year. So I think you just start him and you hope you get these weeks. Like he did yeah, Washington, I mean, he did this one. Yeah, I don't know too many guys that would be able to start ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, he definitely w- had, does have a higher risk for bus factor. But, um, you know, this is what he can do. And I think – um. I mean, man, when you only have to give the guy 13 carries and he can turn it into 20 points, that's pretty darn good. Speaking of another person that we were very interested to see play again, uh, Leonard Fournette comes yeah. back after injury and they immediately throw him into the fire. <laughs> yeah, 24 I th- carries. I thought that maybe they would back off on that, kind of see how he's feeling, but yeah, 24 carries. It's like, and he only got 53 yards out of it, but you know, he, he, he still had himself a day. He did, he did well with a uh, 22.9 points in standard. Yeah. And he's, he was able to run one in, catch a touchdown. They're going to, any player that gets this kind of volume, you know, he's going to, he's going to get chances there. Jacksonville, though, is just not very good anymore, which is weird, but they just need to keep the only chance they have is to just run the ball with Leonard Fournette. They can't do anything with Blake Bortles. 
they have to run the ball. So this is going to have to continue. But 24 for 53 looks pretty ugly. But he definitely salvaged it into a pretty good, pretty good fantasy day. And then I, I do. I do have to ask you because we're I just stick in this game for now. They did play the Colts. I and Mac will not show up on our leaders board by any means. He had twelve rushes for twenty nine yards, and then what? I think he added one. Yeah, two catches for nine. Uh, you know what is your headspace when it comes to this? Is this a a panic moment or is this just hey, this is what Mac does? It'll be one game. He should bounce back. How are you feeling about him? Well, it's playing against Jacksonville, so that's tough, but. When you really look at his schedule going forward here, playing Tennessee next week, it's not that easy. Look at Tennessee just did to New England today. And so that yeah, doesn't. Yeah, you're not very excited about that. Then he plays Jacksonville, or then he plays Miami, which, yeah. Miami, they, that's a game he can do well. That was it. Yeah. Uh, what, Aaron? You yeah. Know, Jones, we just talked about him. He just. But then Jacksonville him. again. For week 13, and then you go to the playoffs and you play Houston week 14. Houston's been pretty solid. So, yeah, I mean, you do have JJ Watt and, yeah. and you know, Clowney. So, yeah, it, definitely not a, a clean road for him finishing up. No, I think this is more of a they played Jacksonville, it's tough, but yeah, the schedule doesn't look they played Jacksonville again a couple weeks. So, it's yeah, it's a little um scary in a way. Yeah, Tennessee's um, bef- they were. Shoot! Before this week, they were the fifth best against running backs in fantasy. So it's another tough one. And if they don't need to run the ball, they'll just throw with Andrew Luck and try to win that way. Yeah, so it's a little little worrisome, I would say, just because of the schedule. And he's not he's not matchup proof. That's for sure. How about Lashawn McCoy? Actually, became actually did something this week. <laughs> okay, yeah, and then we had mentioned how weird Buffalo's game was, but yeah, he looked like McCoy of old, you know, running all around. They gave him a ton of touches. Um, you know, I I think at this point of the season, people were probably benching him. So, <laughs> if you know, uh, who knows? I mean, maybe you played him, maybe you didn't. There's definitely a uh, chance that you did not. And if you didn't, uh, those points are going to the waste wayside. Uh. I don't know. I, I I don't know if this is something that I, I believe in. I don't. He's been slowly coming around. Yeah. He's <laughs> been slowly coming along, though. Um, It's not like... Well, except for the last three like, weeks combined, he only had 24 yards. Right. But, I mean, also... <laughs> On 24 yeah. carries. And it's only the <laughs> second time this year that he's gotten 20 carries or more. I mean, really, only the second time he's gotten over 16 carries. And anytime he gets a decent amount, you know, he'll do okay. It's, Definitely not a, a touchdown guy anymore, just because of how poor the offense is. You know, they don't get around the red zone a whole lot for him to help him out. But if you give him enough carries, you know, he'll make it worth your while. He could get ten fantasy points. That's not a big deal. Um, but even with that, I, I I don't think that they're gonna keep giving him the ball near as much. I, I think this was a strange game, and Barkley performed, you know, admirably. I, I just don't see that being the case moving forward. Yeah, and I don't trust that team whatsoever it's just a random game for them right now i don't it's weird they shouldn't no. they shouldn't have put up 41 points i don't see where that came from no not to mention you have a buy and then you have De- jacksonville so they should come down to earth real quick <laughs> well there's some other guys who did well who just normally do well todd Gurley, another good game melvin gordon another good game zeke looked really good tonight against the philadelphia there with 151 rushing so those guys they should be good and they were good so that's Nothing crazy. Some other guys, though, Derrick Henry was able to get two touchdowns to make his day pretty good. Again, he's 
not really getting much volume and he's he's the goal line guy he gets a lot of those he, kind of things I would say yeah not getting the volume but three games in a row yeah. all of a sudden he's getting touchdowns they they'll give him the ball in, when they're when they're close so that makes him playable because of that carry on Johnson got a rushing touchdown receiving touchdown made his day pretty respectable even though the Lions just uh look pretty terrible it's not a not a good team right now I I, I don't even care to watch them anymore <laughs> no. no need. We know what they are, right? Then uh, Rashad Penny looked pretty good. Finally, we, we've been we talked about him for a couple weeks on our waiver wire show. We'd just bring him up like at the end of the show, just to say maybe take a flyer on him because at some point Seattle might switch it up and use him. And the injury to Chris Carson kind of opened the door for him a little bit here. A lot of people were picking up Mike Davis, thinking you know it could be a Mike Davis day, which he didn't really do much. You know, well, I guess he, he was, did. I mean, he did fine. He didn't. Yeah, like, he, didn't, he was fine. He didn't get the volume like you would think he would. He didn't get that twenty plus carries. No, which is what you expected. When I thought, I thought that was interesting because Davis. Yeah, you thought that he was going to get the yeah. bulk of the carry, but Penny and him split. Right, yep. Penny was just better on the carries he got, but um, Davis he actually got the touchdown caught four. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it. I think they were pretty much the same. Yeah, he, actually, it, yeah, they it were worked out. In a in a way you didn't expect, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it makes it that much harder to predict and, and tell someone, yeah, to go and grab someone. I, you know, I still don't know. I, I I think the whole thing is, and the fact is, Rashad Penny should be out there in a lot of leagues. So you know, once again, you can pick him up, but it it might change as as quick as the other ones have. So I, I don't know if I trust him, but um, he'll definitely jump up on waiver wire pickups, and and you know, the whole situation continues. And then some other. And nothing really special around here. I mean, Tariq Cohen got himself a rushing touchdown, make his day useful. Duke Johnson caught a receiving, got a receiving touchdown, which he's been useful now two weeks in a row. And he had two bad games in there, but I think he's gonna. They're gonna continue to try to use him a little bit. So you know, solid day. And f- okay, Frank Gore is definitely the main back there in Miami, isn't he? That mean, yeah, he is. It's, I guess it's so. crazy. I mean. Kenyon Drake is just not getting any traction out there. He's just you can't play Kenyon Drake, but Frank, but you really can't play Frank Gore either. So you shouldn't do yeah. that. But how about the disappoint the other disappointments here? Jordan Howard only three point two standard points. Sony Michelle came back from injury and only had eleven carries for thirty one. James White, two point six points in standard, one carry for negative five yards, five catches, thirty one. There we go. There's the James White I've been talking about for weeks and weeks, and he only showed up once. But it doesn't mean I'm right. That's for sure. It's just one bad game. Just a, it was just yeah, a weird game. I, no, this one actually, um, this one surprised me, and and the reason it surprised me, I'm not surprised that he only got one, you know, one attempt rushing. But I mean, the fact that they were down, they got they got smoked by Tennessee. I mean, thirty four ten. You would think in that situation, White would shine because they have to get back in the game and he would just, you know, they would start methodically moving down the field like they used to. Um, but he was nowhere to be found. Um, it was it was a very strange performance by Brady as well. It just, they just weren't that good today. No, they just, it was a weird game. It's just one of those, one of those games, I guess. How about some wide receivers who had some good games? Tyreek Hill, seven catches, 117 yards and two touchdowns. So we got the big Tyreek Hill game which we haven't had in a few weeks, and now it came back. And so this is his third really big game of the year, surrounded by the rest of them, which have been just okay. But this is, you get this Tyreek Hill every once in a while. 
Now, what's he have now? Nine touchdowns though in the year. So he's, you know, he's going to be way up there because these, it's funny because he's going to have three just massive games. It's going to make him probably the number one receiver in the league this year. Probably be ranked number one. And, but you have all these other ones where he's below 10 points and he's been below 10 points five times in standard. So he's a little, it's interesting, but you still got to play him, obviously. I mean, there's not, we're not saying that. Just he frustrates oh, you. He just frustrates you because you know these oh, yeah. games are in him. And and we talked about it too. I mean, when Thalen and him were battling out for the number one spot, you know, which one would you rather have? Even if Tyreek Hill, uh, which looks like he will at the moment, you know, outscores him by a few points, can you take the highs and lows? And especially when where you have to get Tyreek as well, or where you did have to get him, he he had to have been a one of the top picks. If if this is a guy that's going to be a wide receiver too, you know, the up and down is kind of you can sustain that. But to pick a number one wide receiver and then have these highs and lows, you know, it can be it can be frustrating, like Craig was saying. Well, then, um, but yeah. you know, today not frustrating. <laughs> and you got Allen Robinson had a huge game coming back from injury: six catches, one hundred and thirty-three yards, and two touchdowns. How yes, interesting is doing that this. one? Yeah, this big it, game there. I know, I and mean, I mean, definitely bigger than anything else he has done this year. Um, you know, he did have the one week two. He had a ten reception for eighty three yards, which obviously, if you're in a PPR, that obviously did something for you. Otherwise, it's just an average game. Um, but finally, I mean, two touchdowns. I mean, it really was. It was huge, and it was only off six catches. Uh, moving forward. Chicago is starting to be difficult to figure out because they have so many different weapons between Jordan Howard, where they can, you know, pound out the ball, Tariq Cohen, who is kind of the Swiss Army knife all over the place. Allen Robinson was supposed to be their wide receiver one, like their, you know, big play guy, their their possession guy, like, you know, kind of do it all wide receiver one with a bullet point. Is this his coming out party? Is he finally on the same page as Trubisky and healthy? Or is this just Detroit giving up a ton of yards? Like it's partially Detroit just being place. bad. But um, I think this is just Chicago right now. This is what they do. Because, I mean, you got Anthony Miller here, 5 for 122 and a touchdown. And I think Chicago's just going to try to throw the ball around like this. And I think both Robinson and Miller are both going to be usable. And, I mean, I've talked about Anthony Miller a little bit, and I've been – advocating picking him up off the waivers and uh, Jeff you can actually attest to this if you look at our league here I played Anthony Miller against you this week yeah you did (laughs) I actually started Anthony Miller so which you wouldn't have expected that that Anthony Miller would in a matchup we had would outscore your Devontae Adams and Juju Smith-Schuster both of them he'd he'd those guys had good games and Anthony Miller still was better yeah, yeah, he was. I've been seeing this come on from Miller too, but I think it's just the Bears' offense. I think this is. I think you play Allen Robinson. I think you play Anthony Miller. Even you play Tariq Cohen, and you don't know what to do with Jordan Howard. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm shocked. I really am. I at no point in this year, you know, you know, bef- at no point in the beginning of the year did I really think that the Bears were going to be such a dominant offense that I was going to be able to play multiple players. I mean. When you say to me, like, you know, who do you feel like, who who worries you the most? And I have to say Jordan Howard. Yeah. That is shocking to me. I thought he would be the only reliable one because they have to pound it out and that defense, they would, they would just rely on them. No, they just, they just no, they don't need to. The, they're chucking it, man. They're chucking it all over the place. Trubisky has been playing great. Um, man. Uh, so, yeah, another waiver wire pickup. I, I think that um, 
Anthony Miller will be available in a lot of different leagues. Yep, he'll probably be tops, one of the top on the list. Michael Thomas, another um, solid game, eight catches, 70 yards, two touchdowns, looked pretty good. Then Corey Davis, you got the big Corey Davis game, only the second one of the year. Seven for 125 and touchdown. But I guess, you know, it follows up last week, which wasn't great by any like fantasy purposes, but six catches for 56 yards at least was the sign of something that he could get some catches because before that he was getting four, one, three, nothing was happening. So at least that's there. But, I mean, we know this guy has the talent to do this. We just also know it's not going to probably happen every week. It's just kind of a tease right now. Yeah. No, that – I mean. Yeah, that's true. I, I love Corey Davis, but in this offense, there's just no way. Um, you know, Mariota is not the quarterback he needs to be. You know, he had a nice game today, but even with that, you only attempted 24 passes. You know, it, they just, they were very efficient. Yep. Th- that will go back down. <laughs> I guess I got kind of lucky with some of my wide receiver starts this week in that Twitter, Instagram league I'm a part of. I started Corey Davis this week. Kind of work. <laughs> yeah, I had to start him in the Scott Fishbowl yeah, too. So. Right. Yeah, it was just only because Stefan Diggs was on bye and injury. You know, that's <laughs> it. But it worked out. It actually worked out pretty well. Uh, Devontae Adams, two touchdowns, only four catches for 57 yards, but got two touchdowns out of it. Brandon Cooks, 10 catches, 100 yards, ran one in. And now with the Cooper Cup injury, which looks like it's probably an ACL, the targets are only really going to go to Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods now. That's going to take away maybe from some of the volatility in his, his numbers because it's going to have to go to one of the two most likely. You know, Cooks, Woods, one of the two. So Cooks, is he's been good. He was 13th before this week in standard scoring wide receivers, and I think he'll just continue to do that. Yeah, and the, I mean, he does have a bye week 12, but you have yep. Casey and then you have Detroit afterwards, so it is looking very promising for him yeah. for the next few weeks. And then, unfortunately, you hit Chicago and, and Philly, but still. Say Julio got another touchdown, seven for yeah, two in a row. <laughs> this was I feel it feels weird like congratulating <laughs> Julio because he's so good, but it's like yeah, two in a row. Way to go, big guy! Like <laughs> fist pound. Well, they and they looked for him. It was a little it was like on the one yard line, and they just threw it to Julio to get him in the you know just on the on the line of scrimmage and had him get in there. So they you know every every time you look at his numbers too. Uh, I mean you know touchdown touchdown finally, but his numbers are crazy to look at because I I don't know how he's. Outside the top 10, he won't be after this week, but outside the top 10 of, of wide receivers, he was number 11 officially coming into here. And he had, I mean, more games over 100 yards than under. I mean, it, it it's mind-blowing how good he is and how he couldn't get into the end zone. So if this continues where even even every third game he gets into the end zone, it's the Julio that, that we love and definitely putting up the points that everyone thought he would. Then how about... I was like, Zay Jones, a name from last year, preseason. Zay. Eight for 93 to touchdown. How about that? Yeah, good to go along with Buffalo's uh, amazing game. I mean, shoot, the last three weeks, he has has 18 catches on the last three weeks now. Last week was only four for 18, but the week before was six for 55. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was like, I think we're skewing that <laughs> stay in his favor. Coming slightly, you know, relevant, but still not actually relevant. You know what I mean? So one of those kind of players. But hey, it's interesting. Didn't think I'd see his name around here. Kenny Galladay yep. got himself a touchdown catch, which was nice to see after three weeks of pretty much nothing. And, you know, I still think the guy has all the talent in the world. We'll see if they... Detroit could figure out how to use it. 
Yeah, and in a game where they didn't do very well, yep. so that was definitely a, a highlight. Keenan Allen got himself a touchdown catch to make a decent day there. So now, you know, not great, but he's still he's hopefully coming on a little bit. Then, well, Julian Edelman nine for one hundred four since oh, he had a nine for one hundred four two weeks ago as well. He's continually he's up there every week, you know, around this ten eleven point mark. He doesn't go crazy, but he's you know at least making himself very usable. And then let's look at this: who the heck is Robert <laughs> Robert Foster? Yeah, everyone on everyone on Buffalo was just you know playing out of their mind today. I don't know who he is either. I'll be honest. And th- yeah. <laughs> three for one hundred five, dude. Maybe who knows? Maybe <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, maybe Barkley really is magic, and that's all they needed. Right. They just needed a quarterback to lead them. And then, uh, well, okay, Chris Godwin had a nice game, seven for one hundred three. It was definitely pretty solid there because he he hadn't done much since the first you know the first three weeks he had touchdowns. Then he did nothing week four. Then the bye came back from Atlanta, scored a touchdown. But then it had been three weeks of just kind of existing out there a little bit, not much happening. Nice to see him get involved again. Better days than Deshaun Jackson. Better day than Mike Evans. That's actually two weeks in a row he's been better than Mike Evans. Evans has had two poor weeks in a row. Only four catches, four, 67 yards in two weeks. Which, yeah, you never know with the Tampa Bay offense. They can throw the ball to a lot of people. They can throw it to Godwin, Evans, Jackson, Howard, Humphreys. It can go anywhere. Which is, uh, we can jump a little bit to Evans, who you just yeah. mentioned. Obviously, a, a Day to forget. He wasn't, you know, absolutely terrible, but 51 yards on three catches. Didn't go his way again. Second straight week in a row, obviously, the two weeks before that, huge, right? Over 100 yards each, has a touchdown in one of them. But one catch and then three. Uh, I don't know. Is this is this starting to worry you, or is this just what is going to be? A little bit. Um, he actually, I mean, it looks like he pretty much dropped the touchdown, too. He should have had. And... Yeah, I just it's it's a little bit worrisome. This this has been thing that Mike Evans has kind of done the last couple of years here. He has these kind of games. Earlier in the year, he had two weeks. You know, back to, he had a six for fifty nine and a four for fifty eight. After he had some good games to start, he had two poor games. Had two good games, two poor games. So hopefully now playing the Giants, playing San Francisco, those are two games. Hopefully he should do pretty well with. You would think. Um, yeah, but it's he's not this. That's why he ends up being around the 10th, 10th best wide receiver because he's not doing it every single week and he does this one for 16, three for 51 stuff here. So, yeah, it, what worries me is the fact that he's going to have his two lowest reception games right in a row. Yep. And it always feels like it, as soon as there's any volatility in the, in the quarterback position, he did it last year too when, yep. when Winston went out. It, that's when he kind of closes up shop. And I don't know what that is about, but it just seems to be a trend at the moment. Yeah, kind of does. And, I don't know, that was just a bad game though overall for Tampa. Only three points. That's true. It was a bad game. Um, quickly, I'll just say this, but then Maurice Harris, who came onto our radar last week, we'd never basically heard of this guy. So hey, you got five for fifty-two, and that you know, he's no, not not bad. He's I definitely mean, really. usable. He's definitely. I mean, he's 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 involved. So keep watching him. It's an it's just interesting. Some guy just comes basically felt like out of nowhere. But I mean, he'd been getting a couple catches a game before that. Then, let's see, got any uh, other bad games here? 
probably uh, oh, bad. Okay, see, I mean, there's, say, there's a bunch of bad, but <laughs> Tyler Boyd. People expected Tyler Boyd to just go off now without AJ Green there, but he only had four targets, and that overall that offense looked pretty poor. Andy Dalton couldn't do much. It's AJ Green means pretty much everything to that offense. It looks like that's at least from the first game without him makes it makes it seem. Yeah, you know, you definitely do have to key on him, so he does take a lot of pressure off everyone else on the offense. I don't I don't know if this is going to be a continuing theme of, hey, we're going to struggle without AJ. I, I, for some reason, I don't think so. I think it was just this week being as strange as it was for games and, and teams either being really good or really bad. I think they'll bounce back a little bit. And I expect Boyd to bounce back as well. Then some tight ends here. Uh, Zach Ertz had a big game, you know, which isn't terribly surprising, but 14 catches, 145 yards, two touchdowns off 16 targets. That is a massive game. And he's him and him and Kelsey, are the top two tight ends is uh, pretty much right now. Kelsey slightly disappointing, I guess you could say, but six for 46 just didn't, it was an, it was an odd game for Kansas city, but he was fine. Then yeah. See Ebron three touchdowns. What the heck? Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, One of them he ran in, <laughs> he caught three yeah, balls for 69 yards, two touchdowns. Well, only had three even... targets. I know the the his touchdown rate right now is out of control. Uh, they've yeah, I, I don't know what I was listening to, but he's actually on pace where he could rival Gronk for his touch or tight end touchdown record for the Jeez. year. I mean, what the f man? Like, <laughs> right? Like, it get as as a Detroit fan, it gets me incredibly upset. I, I, I'm gonna we're gonna go back to just you know being angry about Ebron. Sunday, Detroit could use actually, a good tight yeah. end actually right now. They really could. <laughs> it's sad that they could use him. <laughs> yeah, well, I say his uh, his teammate there, Jack Doyle. We didn't. We thought maybe he was the one who's going to do well coming. You know, after he had a good game before their bye, but only three for thirty six. And honestly, the tight end position here, there's not a lot here. So I, bad. I mean, you could look at Austin Hooper getting the ten catches. He got a touchdown out of it, so that's a pretty solid game. But his ten catches only turned into fifty six yards. But Austin Hooper's becoming one of the if he's going to get targets like that. He's one of the other main options because there's just nothing else there. Jonu Smith caught a touchdown, so he jumps up here. Vance McNall caught a touchdown, so he's up here. There's just nothing. Then Mo Alley Cox, Tyler Higby, Ger- Gerald Everett, Jesse James, Nick Finette. Look at Jesse James and Nick Finette, both one catch for eight yards and a touchdown. It, man, there's just nothing here. Jason yeah. Jason Kroom shows up on the list because he recovered a touch, recovered a fumble for a touchdown. <laughs> he's, he happens to be a tight end. <laughs> just ugly, right? Ugly, I ugly, mean, ugly. That tells you a lot when when uh, Johnny Smith from Tennessee, he has three catches for 45 yards and a touchdown, and he ranks as the fourth best tight end. I, I mean, I mean, it really is. It's just tight end is so shallow this year. I mean, even the fact that Travis Kelsey, obviously he was ranked, I, for, I don't even know at this moment, uh, this week, he was probably like 15th or something. But I mean, six catches for forty-six yards, and you're kind of like, yeah, I'll take that. Like that doesn't hurt me. Yeah, I mean, it, it's mind blowing. Rather have that than you'd read Jimmy Graham one for fourteen, or OJ Howard one for fifteen, or uh, David Njoku one for eighteen. Yeah, bad games all around for those guys. And I know a lot of people uh, that Jack Doyle as well. He didn't, you know, he had thirty-six yards on three catches. Uh, you know, we thought maybe he would take away from Eric Ebron, but um. I think that was the craziest part. I mean, yeah, Ebron only had three catches as well, but 
you know, where he actually caught the ball and the fact that they try to get him involved running it as well is got to make you a little worried about using Doyle or you think that is going to be still 50-50 it just was Ebron's night. Yeah, it's I mean if if you're in a situation where you're considering certain Jack Doyle you might as well because you means you probably don't have any other options anyway. I don't know Good point. what else you're going to do. It, what, what else are you going to do at this point? So yeah, start him. That's fine. How about some quarterbacks here quick? Trubisky, we talked about him earlier. 42 points standard. Just He's been good. He's now he'll be a top ten quarterback now in the year. This, I mean, last week, I think we got kind of scared off with only ten points, but that was just the Buffalo game. They just dominated. They didn't need him to do anything. And really, since th- take away those first three weeks, he's been really, really good. And we'll see how he does though against Minnesota. But then he gets Detroit again. Should should have another good one in that game. Is this uh? Is this? Pat Mahomes' first week outside the top 10, or maybe probably, the second? Yeah, I think it probably is, and he, he's a hell 24.1. <laughs> it still did really well. Yeah. Um, I mean, crazy. And Well, that, he had uh, well, he had 15.8 when he played Jacksonville week five. That was his worst. Oh, yep, that is. Yeah. Um, but it really, I'm, there's nothing that mind-blowing about who was up here, who scored a lot of points. I mean, it, it kind of Baker Mayfield show who keeps playing really yeah, well. He, he, he's the only, well, yeah. there's two guys. Well, actually, there's three. I, I completely lied. <laughs> Forget what I said. But yeah, Baker uh, is definitely the one that um, he's continuing to improve. He did very, very well against Atlanta. Obviously, they're pretty porous when it comes to, uh, you know, their secondary at times. But that is good to see, and especially moving forward, it's someone that I do believe in a little bit more. Um, even though I, you know, he had the good matchup, but the fact is, he's using, you know, he's using Duke Johnson. He's using yep. other weapons that are easier to pass to, and will give him quicker releases than kind of waiting around for, say, Landry or Callaway or any of the other wide receivers that are are trying to get open. Um, but I think between you know Duke Johnson and, and Njoku. I think they do give him enough of uh, kind of different looks in order to help him out. So I, I think he's finally got to that place where I feel comfortable thinking on a you know on an average defense he can go out and give me twenty points. You know, I feel like we're, we might actually be underrating Russell Wilson now. If you pull up Russell Wilson's numbers and look at his last five games, guy's been pretty good. Is yeah, he has. I mean, since week five, he's been. Well, I don't even want to say playable. I think that's yeah. downgrading a little bit. He's been very, very good. And that is against not bad defenses either. Yeah. I mean, two of those are against the Rams and he, he, you know, he torched them. Yeah, and we, we don't talk about Russell Wilson much at all. It kind of just downgrade him on our ranks. But hey, he's actually been pretty good. We might have to rethink that one. Yeah. And I mean, really, who is he throwing to? That's, yeah. I actually want to <laughs> look this up because it obviously isn't Baldwin. I mean, <laughs> right. Yeah. Nick he got a touchdown, I know, tonight. Yeah, Today. I mean that's you know was second in two games or second yeah. in three. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, uh, who, who did catch it? I mean Lockett has been pretty solid, but other than that, he's just spreading the ball out, and then obviously he you know he runs the ball like a crazy. Yeah, man. he got he those ninety two yards, nine carries for ninety two yards. That, I mean that's huge. Um, but I mean he he finds the end zone three to three passing touchdowns. Davis, Vanette, and and Lockett. So Davis once again finding the end zone. So do we need to actually downgrade Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's just yeah, a. I, we plug him in up at the top of the ranks. Usually, I mean, behind Mahomes recently, we, but usually we do second. always plug him in. But I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not ready to completely take him off because I thought he had a bad game and he still got 22 points. Um, 
but it, it's not a guaranteed thing. I mean, he does have three weeks under 20. Yep. Um, you know, the last two weeks, New England, we kind of gave him a pass, 23 yards against, you know, New England, which is somewhat difficult to play against sometimes at New England. But Miami, it, I feel like that shouldn't have been that difficult of a game. And he, you know, barely, he didn't actually. He got 199 yards, two touchdowns. I don't know. What do you think is going on with this? You know, I don't think, I don't think the team's great. They, I mean, and Jones was able to do a lot today. I mean, they're, they're, they're a fine team, but they're not maybe his, his receivers aren't probably as good as normal. Adams is great, but you know, the, the next options, the, the, you got a Randall Cobb who isn't the same Randall Cobb. I mean, MVS is pretty decent, but he's not, you know, he's not special. Maybe that's just part of it where he's just, yeah, I mean, Rogers is still top five, but it's not like, I mean, even though he's still top five, he hasn't been playing like that necessarily, but he is, he's, he's top five guy, but yeah, it's just, it's weird. He's not this like sure thing, 30 some point game every week for you anymore. And, you know, hopefully that yeah. changes. We'll see. I hope. I mean, the only, I was going to say, I liked his, uh, I like his schedule kind of moving forward. But the only issue, and he does have a, a good one that would be like 14 and 16 week where you're kind of in the playoffs, but he does hit, you know, week 15 right in the heart of the playoffs if you're using him. He does hit Chicago in Chicago, which is a little yeah. worrisome, especially when he has been playing as well as we, we'd like him to. I don't know. I mean, in that, in that case, usually you would just say plug and play. But if you hit him and you're in the playoffs week 15 at Chicago, are you considering someone else? No, I can't. I mean, would you consider? I mean, you think in the same matchup, like a Trubisky, like would you play Trubisky? Well, I mean, no, no, you it, can't do it. I would say no, but it's got to enter your head a little bit. I mean, the way Trubisky is playing, the Green Bay is not, you know, that great. Yeah, at home. I don't know. I mean, it, I I don't think I would do it. I don't think I could do it at this point in the season. But it's got to, like, kind of, you know, or, I mean, what if you had a, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what if you had a Russell Wilson? Yeah, I don't know why you have both you, of those you guys. Have throw, yeah. You have to throw Rodgers in. You have to throw him in and just call it good. You don't yeah, think I guess about you're it. right. You don't think about it. I guess someone like Goff or something would be a more of yeah, an interesting really, Goff one. is the one. No, so I'm thinking, of like, for this week, I'm thinking early for ranks. Okay. Mahomes has to go ahead of him. I think Goff has to go ahead of him. For sure. Golf, I mean that Kansas City uh, versus Rams matchup. It's going to be some points, hopefully, put on the board there. I think you have to put golf ahead of them. I mean, you probably even—I don't know—those two for sure. So he's at least three. Let's see who's Drew Brees play. Plays Philly. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't know. It's an interesting. Uh, and he has Rogers going to play at Seattle. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Man, we'll we'll find out. I'm gonna have to think on that one. But yeah, finally, I mean, Aaron Rodgers. This might be the first time that I've lost a little faith. Yeah, I mean, he's still gonna be fine. He's just not, you know, gonna be right. I mean, that changes. He's not bad. He's not a he's he, he's not a difference maker. I'll say right now. Right. Exactly. Okay. Here's one guy who's definitely not a difference maker, and it's kind of really should be worried. Is actually Tom Brady. If he, actually, he's just been bad the last three games. Yeah, okay, so he has a bye this week, so you're not playing him anyway, but. 10.8 today, 17.7 last week, 13.8 the week before. That's three games in a row where he's not done much. And he goes plays at the Jets, which 
The Jets are weird. They've had some good defensive games, and then they <laughs> did what they did today against Buffalo, so who knows. Then Minnesota, though, that's not anything, you know, easy. But, yeah, Tom Brady, I mean, I guess it's just the – is this just no Gronk? Is this what this means? I, th- I think it's part of it. I mean, I- I'm not going to lie either. Buffalo and Tennessee are two good defenses that he played at their home field. Uh, that should definitely come into your thinking when you're you're saying, is Tom Brady as bad as he has shown the past three weeks? No, not quite. I mean, two of those teams are legit, like defensively. But because of that, it also shows that he is not, you know, bulletproof. And he does play Buffalo. If you make it to the finals, he plays them week 16. And, you know, I we I asked Craig about the Rodgers thing, but I, I'm, I'm serious on that one. I, I, Buffalo has played well enough where – I'd be looking for another option, perhaps, because I would not feel comfortable. Oh, definitely having Tom Brady there. Definitely, there's. I mean, there's definitely players I'd be playing over. I'm sure I probably, I'd, I'd probably play Baker Mayfield over him playing against Cincinnati in Week 16. If you got to that point, I might honestly consider that Cincinnati's been really bad against against the pass. I think I'd play Baker Mayfield over Tom Brady in a championship game. I mean, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's got to be better options. One guy who's not a better option is freaking Andy Dalton. My God, that guy. I started him today. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, two out of the past uh, three have been really brutal. In both I mean, of those less, were actually less than 10 points. thought he should have done pretty good. That, I mean, it's the strangest part of it. Yeah, he should. And now he's going to go against Baltimore. Watch, he'll he'll do really well against I them mean, for no reason. The Saints were the second worst against quarterbacks in fantasy scoring. And he just, uh, was, oh man, it was a weird it was a weird day. Buffalo he was outscored by, anyone either. He was outscored by his backup Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> oh, Dalton, you are man, you are on the, a love hate list all on your own. Crazy. Can never figure out. But, all right. I don't. I don't got much more. I think that's it for me for today. Yeah, cover a no, lot. And of stuff. Uh, <laughs> the Fitz, uh, Fitzpatrick yeah. too. The last thing that I have to say. I, yeah. You know, I I gave this guy props. He threw four like, yards. Uh, he plays. <laughs> yeah. How do you four hundred yards and no touchdown? I was like <laughs> right. watching this game and I'm like, this is impossible. I don't know how you're doing this. It it's kind of. Okay, his numbers are very interesting. Where he actually even, if you look at, if you, if you knew a guy was going to come into a game, not throw a touchdown, he's going to throw two picks, and yet he's going to outscore Tom Brady. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Right? Oh my gosh, today was so brutal. His team's going to really score, yeah. was incredible. Like Fitzpatrick, his team's going to score three points. He's going to yeah, he's got he's going to outscore Brady. Just crazy. And he's going to outscore Andy Dalton, who did throw a touchdown. God. <laughs> weird day. It's weird. It was a weird day. It was a weird day. And even more so, it has huge implications on your fantasy layout, how you're going down. I mean, what, most leagues, I believe you have three games left, two games yeah, left? Yeah, three games left, probably. So, man, kind of kind of getting into that, that mode where we're thinking about how to set your team up for – for playoffs, so uh, those episodes will be coming up. But oh, yeah. if you have any any more questions, feel free send them our way. Um, it's time to kind of clamp down and and get to the playoffs and figure out what we're what we're doing here. Well, one of my beautiful strategies for that was going to be uh, pick up all the defenses that play against Buffalo. And I yeah, and uh, I had listened to you, and <laughs> and uh, now I'm kind of worried. Well, that was me again today. I started Andy, Andy Dalton. 
I started the Jets defense. Oh. <laughs> so between Andy Dalton and the Jets defense, I scored uh, 2.7 points combined if you combine those two. <laughs> yeah, I still might win. Crazy. Thank you, Zeke. The beauty of fantasy football. Thank you, Zeke. That's all I can say. But, yeah, I hate you, Zeke. <laughs> all right. All right. I think that's going to do it then. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about some waivers. Talk to you guys then. 